0: Welcome to Sound DeFi, the podcast that delivers key insights from today's thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market asset data. I'm your host, Chris Berg. I'm here with the chairman and CEO of Invenium Capital. Uh, You just walked off stage here in this unbelievable conference you put together here in Miami, all about Web 3.0. Share with our listeners, what's the most important thing you shared today about what's happening in this space?
1: Well, first off, Chris, great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. The most important thing that I shared was an understanding of private market assets are going to trade digitally twenty-four-seven, and globally. And as they do that, the only way you can do it is if you understand the state of that asset so you can understand the value of that asset so you can then value the capital stack so you can trade it. Right. And what we're doing is helping lay the data architecture along with a whole bunch of our partners. Right. A crew, Oasis Pro, Rialto, Texture, Apex, Cushman and Wakefield, Ledger, just a whole bunch of these great partners who are here who are playing roles in the ecosystem. But it all starts with the data. What's the state of that asset that I'm going to trade a piece of its capital stack back and forth? And really, we just kick this off with an understanding of, you know, how did we get here, right? What were the origins of technology? And I think there were three, four steps that got us here to today that are kicking off an opportunity where we think private market assets are going to trade globally, digitally. And when that happens, it's going to open the door for whole types of asset owners, hold geographies that have been underbanked, underinvested in, undersupported, gaining access to capital. And Invenium is, we're focused on that.
0: So one of the things that really jumped out to me, because it's all about the adaptation, right? And you, you use the credit card analogy with the NFTs and where is the space going? Can you talk about that credit card analogy again to help people understand, okay, we know it was tough maybe to go from cash to credit cards at one point, and everybody's doing it. It's going to be the same thing with the digital assets.
1: Right. I mean, you think about this, you know, hey, listen, you can pay for, for your meal with this. I can pay with it with cash too, right? It's pretty easy. But credit cards you can now link to intermediaries like your Amazon account, right? You know, instantaneously order everything from groceries to clothing to you name it to be delivered to your home. And the, the ability to manage that relationship through a credit card, that credit card can be used in a rewrite data transaction that then you can transact commercially. When we take these tokenized instruments where they can read, write, transact, but then you add the function of compute where you can do basic compute, if then functionality, and then also smart contracts that you embed with some AI functionality, you literally are going to see how people buy, sell, structure, um, uh, and allocate capital um, change. And the largest of the large corporations, Nuveen, is moving 100% digital by 2030. They're not going to own a single asset, that's, uh, and they're not going to touch a single piece of paper um, by 2030. Nuveen owns real estate. How are you gonna trade the capital stack of real estate in a digital form uh, unless that digital form is smart, it understands the condition of the building, it's looking at data real-time from the building, it knows it can trust it, it's got mechanisms to reject data as well as accept data. And Invenium is the way that you can trust data on assets that you don't have to do physical inspection on. And eventually they're gonna do that for the middle of the capital stack, right? And this, this is where we're going. So tell us more about what is Invenium. Invenium is an operating system for data, right? It's an it's it's an architecture for data that has some really cool applications that we've built, particularly around capital markets. But as its core, what we do is we credential data where you can control your data and you own your own data and you decide how to monetize your own data in your systems right because right now data is organized around the user you want a copy of my data here you go you want a copy of my data here you go but then you go oh is this updated has there been any change in the asset and what we're doing is we're now changing it where the the users are organized around the data instead of the data organized around the users and then you're always worried is it up to date so what we're doing is we're literally orienting everybody to the same golden copy of the data that when when it's updated, everybody knows it's updated, right? So there's one golden copy, you know it hasn't been altered since the moment it was created. If it was altered, you can see it by who, when, who's downloading it, and who's accessing it. So you have this digital notary, so to speak, of the data, right, that you can trust it. And, um, and so what we're doing is we're literally facilitating everybody looking at the same piece of data and we're not making copies of it so that so you're an asset owner your data you control it and when you want to use data from the golden copy you don't get a copy of of the data of the data artifact we extract the information out and deliver it into your tool real-time so your access to data is real-time instantaneous instead of let's get the document review it stick it in but what you're doing is you're saying no no I rely on this information, whether it's updated instantaneously, daily, weekly, monthly, or quarterly. But when this new information's here, we make sure it's right, and then that's fed real-time, kind of on-demand delivery of information. And what that's going to do is it's going to allow more frequent um, requests on data, shorter intervals, so you can manage risk better. Does that make
0: sense? Absolutely, so let's talk about what does that mean then for buyers and sellers of these private assets? One of the things that jumped out to me as well is you talked about, hey, eBay democratized the garage sale, we're gonna democratize private assets. So at the end of the day, if I'm a buyer and or a seller, how does this impact what I'm doing? So
1: if I'm a seller, I'm going to be better informed of what's being bought and sold immediately. So I structure my capital stack for this new real estate development, this new multifamily housing, this new student housing, this new office building um, to what the market wants right now instead of my last deal that cleared. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I have a much better read on what the market's buying and selling that instant, right? Um, So that's number one. As a buyer, I have... Access to uh, deals in geographies that I never would have gone into because I w- I wouldn't know how I exit. Does that make sense? Um, so a, a lot of people go into New York City because the exit in New York City is um, more assured because of the volume of buyers and sellers. If I need to sell, it almost doesn't matter what economic condition we're in. You can find a buyer who's got lots of cash, who knows this is gonna be a good location down the road. That's not true in middle America. Do you know what I mean? That's not true in Fargo or in Bismarck or in Jamestown or in, you know, Sioux Falls. The big institutional buyers, not understanding the the exigencies of those markets is not gonna engage, they're not gonna buy because they don't know. And what that means is those asset owners and developers the cap rate of the identical property in Fargo and New York City, they traded a significantly different uh, you know, cap rate. We think that there'll be parity because as people can go in and out and they can understand and there's greater liquidity and people can buy in and they can buy out of student housing connected to NDSU, right, compared to Columbia, um, or they can, you know... Um, <laughs> Uh, by jackrabbit right in, in Sioux Falls uh, housing, uh, um, instead of you know something that's in um, uh, Miami, they're gonna um, they're gonna be able to get a more appropriate return, um, and they're gonna feel more confident of the exit. The
0: other thing that stood out is the liquidity aspect, where you say, okay, now now I've got this real time data, you're using AI to give me a real time look at what the value is of this asset. And also because of that, um, I'm assuming that my liquidation process is much easier. I think you said, hey, normally it takes 120 days for you to close on a deal. Now with this, it's going to be, you said days, maybe even minutes in the future. So walk us through that, please.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that you want to do is when you take a physical site visit of a real estate asset, you take two or three or four turns of the review of that data because you're not sure you trust it you're getting a, a one-time snapshot, and so you're taking multiple snapshots and you're do, you're looking at it. But if you're able to look at the performance data of that asset over the last 10 years, where every time that data is created, there's an instantaneous snapshot, right? And there's a picture being told, suddenly you have a context around which your picture today is seen within, right? And I, I always use an example, you know, Chris, of. Um, imagine some mishap, right? The the great story of when you spilled wine on a white carpet at a Christmas party, right? And um, five years from then, um, you didn't do it, and you're not even sure you were at the party, right? And so, what does your wife do? She goes. No, no, you were wearing a blue shirt, you had spilled this, you were upset about something, you turned around and your elbow hit it. And she brings to mind the five details in context and the memory becomes alive. Us credentialing, not every piece of data, but enough data on a daily, weekly, monthly basis can contextualize the picture that you see. And for a sophisticated real estate buyer who owns other portfolios of assets, they're going to say, yup, it's performing like that, like I think. And if there are data points that are errant, then they're going to be able to say, ooh, there's, there's a problem here that this narrative doesn't hold. Does that make sense? But if we have all of the data points that we're credentialing as they're doing, and they look at a snapshot, they can understand that asset instantaneously because you're comparing thousands of data points against the same types of data points in your current portfolio.
0: Does that make sense? hundred percent. So last question for you is um, for many people right now, NFTs, crypto, Web 3.0, sort of this foreign space, right? It's like the metaverse to some people. So uh, you did an incredible job today bringing the past to the present, talking about the future. Take us out five years. What is Web 3.0 in five years and how does it make a difference in my life?
1: So the way you commute value and you store
0: value, and you transact
1: in value uh, is going to be as different five years from now as the difference from 98 wow. to 2005 for retailers I want you to think about every retailer and what what's happening with a retailer right and um, now you go to a store to destination shop, to find something instantaneously, you ripped something, so there's a convenience or there's an experience element, right? And um, uh, I'll give an example um, a, a tale of two malls. Um, there is a mall, a very nice mall, that 15 years ago was phenomenal um, uh, in this local area, uh, or not this local area, in Michigan, in Ann Arbor. Um, that today you walk and it's like a ghost town and it's still nice and it's nice demographic area, et cetera, but there's no destination. Um, last weekend I went with my wife to another mall called 40 minutes from us, um, in Michigan and it was packed to the gills and people weren't there just to shop. They were there to get an experience. The level of entertainment function that was occurring in that mall was different. That wasn't even an issue in the late 90s. Do you know what I mean? Like at all. You just had stores, you delivered up stores. It was clean and there was good tenants and you were great. Now it's clean, good tenants, entertainment value. There's got to be a draw. There's got to be an attraction. And if you don't have that, it's a ghost town. Commuting value and trading in real estate. You're going to see dumb building and smart buildings, two same buildings, opposite sides of the street same tenants same net income one that's giving real-time information to a portfolio manager who owns that asset and the other one who's getting that data through an intermediary and the, the data is six to nine months old by the time it reaches them and and the middleware was four or five set of junior accountants the dumb building is going to trade at a discount of twenty to thirty percent it's going to be the difference between that nice mall to the one that is the destination. And the difference is gonna be which building is providing the data, because if it has data, it's gonna allow a, a multitude of investors to come in and out of it quicker. And if you can get out, you'll get in.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, you mentioned that, how now you're gonna have very wealthy people able to store their assets and get out faster. So I wanna give you a chance for a last word. Anything else you wanna share that I haven't asked you?
1: Well, um, I, um, First off, I want to thank you for for having me. Um, uh, you guys uh, have been so great to us, and it's been a, a pleasure to work with you. But not just you. There's a whole ecosystem of people who are working on this with us, right? I want to shout out, give a shout out to crew and Oasis Pro Markets and Texture and uh, uh, Rialto and um, uh, Apex and Cushman and Wakefield, uh, Greenspoon Martyr, Tokeny Right Accumulate. Um, th- there's just so many great people who are here, Vertalo, uh, Three Points Communications, you know, some of the world's best people, Dynamic Mining, DevPro, you know, these are, these are the people who are going to bring about the reality that I'm discussing, because it's not an Invenium project, it's a project of an ecosystem.
0: Thank you so much for having us. It's been an incredible start to the day. We appreciate everything you're doing in this space. So, Pat O'Meara, Chairman and CEO of Invenium Assets, it's just a pleasure, a pleasure to be here. So, wishing you continued success, sir. Thank you, brother. Thank you. This is uh, The Sound DeFi Podcast. that delivers key insights from today's thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market asset data.